0: Hello and welcome to Social Media Weekly, episode 29th of October, 2019. Social Media Weekly is brought to you by Virtual Fellows Marketing, the digital marketing that helps more visitors go digital. My name is Sean. And i This week's news, India wants to further regulate social media. Squarespace dips into social media by acquiring Unfold. Snapchat grows beyond expectations. Facebook tests new sections for journalists. Instagram suicide content ban now includes memes. Mm -hmm. Back to the news. India wants to further regulate social media. India said that they will revise existing rules to regulate social media. It said that social media is causing unimaginable disruption to uh, democracy. The Ministry of Electronics said it would formulate the rules by 15 January 2020. This, they said, will address the ever-growing threats to individual rights and, nas- and nation's integrity, sovereignty, and security. Facebook argues that this will break WhatsApp's end-to-end encryption, something users have enjoyed globally. Mm-hmm. Facebook has more than six, 600 million users in India alone, and it's expected to keep rising due to low-cost Android devices.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So India is at a point where they are taking this uh, quote-unquote, democracy into their own hands because they believe that they know social them. media companies like Facebook cannot control the kind of information that goes around. Yeah, free. Okay. And they are afraid that too many uh, quiet and underground conversations are actually undermining the, the safety and security of the country. Mm-hmm. And it is also starting to like spread hate news and fake stuff around. Uh, to a point where the country cannot control. I don't think India is the only country that has problems with this. Uh, there are also many other countries. I think globally, this is a global
1: issue in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now is the the point now is like the, it's the end to end encryption, right? Facebook argues this will be the WhatsApp end to end encryption, yeah. but it's India can still reapply this end to end encryption within their own regulatory
0: one. They can. They can apply it. Uh, India actually has a has this system where they actually require everyone who is, who has a social media account to register with them. It's like Mm -hmm. their local department thing. So it kind of like, like connects to their IC. kind of like, like an, like an identification account that works, um, Mm -hmm. internally. And then what they want to also do is take it a step further by asking Facebook and all social media companies to decrypt all the conversation that happens, mm-hmm. so they are able to see it. Oh, so it means provide government the access. Yes. Yeah, provide government with the access to all the conversations that happen, so government can actually, then the government can say, um, they can determine whether or not it is something that threatens their country. Mm, okay,
1: mm, I guess it's a, it's a gift and take kind of thing. It's between the users and also the government.
0: Yeah, This end-to-end, it has its pros and cons, decrypting or encrypting it also has its pros and cons. There is also the issue that, let's say, if India manages to get it right, right, or manage to get it passed, other countries will also want to do the same thing, yeah, they want to imitate the same uh, thing as well. Facebook will will lose its USP. Yes, not just that, I mean, uh, the private security or private information of us as human beings, Will come under threat as well. Mm, like, yeah, Now that the government can see all the conversation that happens behind, yeah. even if really we would. have no, if, even if we have no ill intention that we don't want to actually overthrow the government or say bad things about it, mm-hmm. they can actually see what we're talking about. Yeah, and twist it's, our words and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, like how our you know our politician
1: do. <laughs> yeah. During yeah. election time, so, I don't know it's a very gray area right now whether to decrypt or encrypt. Yep, it is. (laughs) Now, let's see. Next up, Squarespace dips into social media by acquiring Unfold. Squarespace is one of the most widely used website-building platforms out there today. Over the past years, they have been expanding into other products like email marketing, and now social media. Unfold is an app that lets users create social media stories for Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. In the announcement, Squarespace CEO Anthony Casalena said that this acquisition is part of our pursuit to the to be the all-in-one platform for anyone who wants to stand out. He went on to state that these day creators will get started on social media before having a website, and that's where the company wants to be.
0: Squarespace, new one. This is this is essentially uh, this is this is essentially bridging the gap between social media, email marketing and website Mm. and, um, Squarespace wants to be horizontally available in all three of the platforms. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, they started off as a website thing and they know that now websites are maybe starting to lose a lot of the micro companies Mm -hmm. because micro brands, micro operators do not have the ability to, um, to push for website to get a website or maybe when they are very small, they cannot afford so they don't really worry about websites so much. They go to social media instead. Yeah. Or so they page. start off with social media instead, Facebook page or everything. So then now what they're doing is they acquire, um unfold. Unfold is actually like a little app where you use to create uh Insta stories, Facebook stories and Snapchat stories, which is quite interesting. I've used it before as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh and by doing so, they're able to tap into the social media the, uh, the entire stories market yeah stories market working to email marketing and also working to the, the website mm, Yeah, because the layout is quite similar yeah, yeah. by 9. and i quite like what squarespace is doing as well because they're kind of expanding their portfolio um and their focus is not just on website but their focus is actually on small businesses mm, okay. right and businesses in general they they want to be wherever the business wants to show themselves out to the public Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. mm-hmm. see how it is. Yeah. Let's see how it works. Next up, Snapchat grows beyond expectations. Snapchat added 7 million daily active users in Q3, up 13% year-over-year. Their total is 210 million daily active users as of date. The company also made $446 six million U S million in revenue, beating Wall Street's estimates of 437.9 million. So they exceeded by a little bit. Their continual efforts to cut net losses has also worked by bringing the figure down to 227 million USD from 255 million last quarter. So if they continue on in the next uh, few years, they should be able to start to profit. Mm-hmm. This growth, they say, right, it's uh, largely part thanks to they are focused on improving its Android apps. So previously we have talked about Snapchat, everyone in Snapchat all using iPhones. And because of that, they never built a proper experience on Android. Mm-hmm. Last year they decided to, uh, last year or early this year, I don't remember, they said that they were going to focus on um, on building good Android apps. Um, and because of that is they, they say that this is one of the reasons why the, the user the daily active user has increased, and therefore the the revenue as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has also, this Android apps also helped uh, the growth in India because almost 99% of India is on Android. Mm -hmm. CEO Evan Spiegel also said that they did not see Snapchat and TikTok being rivals because TikTok is actually taking up a lot of advertisement spend on Snapchat, which also contributed to the revenues as well. Mm Uh, Speaker says that these are two totally different social media platforms. Snapchat being a more casual, uh, behind the scenes type, whereas TikTok is a more um, Neat content creation. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah they, they, you are actually a like proper storyboard and planning
1: to create a TikTok. Yep, correct. so, so mm-hmm. it's like uh, it's a different market say, Yeah, market
0: mm-hmm. game. So I don't think they Snapchat is
1: high.
0: And I believe that Snapchat has a lot of growth in the rest of the world as well. They mm-hmm. focus a lot in the US and a little bit in the EU, Mm -hmm. Um, there's so many more parts of the world which they can actually put so much attention on. Correct. And there is so much growth potential as well. And especially with the younger crowd, which are not um, brand loyal or platform loyal, as long as they can give Snapchat, uh, Snapchat can give them a reason to say Snapchat, then they will come. Correct, true. (laughs) Yep. All right, next up, ads. <laughs> right, this episode of Social Media Weekly is brought to you by Choptiang Bee Cafe at the heart of Malacca, Malaysia. Choktang Bee serves authentic nyonya and fusion cuisines and is located at Jonker Street, just five minutes' walk from the famous Red Square and A. Formosa in Malacca City. The most iconic dishes include the curry laksa and nasi lemak. Also equally impressive are their range of homemade cakes like carrot cake, which uses pineapples instead of raisins, mm-hmm. and the Onde and the Cheesecake, which is a must-try. Mm-hmm. I personally love the curry laksa a lot. All uh-huh. right, it is. It can be a little costly to begin with, uh, but they have the best ingredients, uh, big prawns and all that stuff. It's fresh it enough. It is really fresh and it's really good, and it's prepared by uh, an award-winning chef, mm-hmm. uh, and Yeah, the price can be a little bit steep uh, for Malacca standards, but we have a special discount for you. If you are heading to Shop Tiambi Cafe, make sure to try out your curry laksa and get 10% off of your entire receipt with promo code CTB10, CTB10, Mm -hmm. your entire receipt, not just selected food from the menu. Yeah. So 10% is quite a lot. So be sure to check it out.
1: Yes. Alright, next up, Facebook. Facebook tests news sections for journalists. It is a special section that lets journalists post news and it's being rolled out for testing in the US. Facebook says this will let users better filter the news they want to see and the ability to explore a wide range of news interests directly from inside the Facebook app. This will hopefully let users better locate real news instead of relying solely on their news feed which can contain unverified information. But we know Facebook's past when treating journalists, and we think they cannot be trusted to do this anymore. So there is
0: this really interesting article from TechCrunch by Josh, Josh Constantine. He says, uh, he actually took this further and says that um, why journalists shouldn't actually trust this Facebook news. Mm-hmm. So he went on to say, uh, list out all the um, um, all the." All the examples of Facebook actually abusing publishers in the past. He mm-hmm. says that in 2007, <clears throat> Facebook launched a developer platform, which um, which created a lot of virality. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest companies that went onto it was Zynga. It was a gaming platform, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it did very well. And then when spam started to drown the feed, you know how games and you keep notifying people <laughs> with all the games, you know, back then? Yeah. 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 Notifying of games, yeah, I'm playing this, I'm playing that and everything. Facebook completely shut it down. And because of that, Zynga lost so much money. It never recovered from there. Oh dear. Okay. And then in 2011, Facebook actually launched uh, this social reader app that, uh <clears throat> that automatically shares to friends, which news articles you are reading. A lot of publishers like The Guardian, Washington Post spend a lot of money onto this build apps and um, in order to score, score app traffic, right? Mm -hmm. So what happened was one year after that, um, the social reader app lost a lot of their users, and Facebook completely abandoned this project. Mm -hmm. And because of that, the the Guardian, Washington Post, and all these journalist companies, right? They lost a lot of money because this app was no longer, <laughs> deep. yeah. Because They're the, the trending just inside. happened. Because the trending just happened for a while and it dipped, right? And Facebook down. says like, you know what? I don't care about it anymore. Let's move on. So because of that, a lot of journalists lost a lot of money. Okay. okay. All right. And in 2015, Facebook launched instant articles where um it is a kind of stuff. You know how when you want to read an article instead of going to the external website of, let's say, the star, mm. it actually launches a site within Facebook that okay. reads the article. The downside of that one is because we don't actually reach the star's external website, advertisers, uh, the, the website does not record our visit. And because the website does not record our visit. So it looks like the, the, the website is not working or something and like, they can't get the readings, the data, is it? Because there is no visitor, Advertisers will not pay money for website visit. That does not happen. Oh, okay. So it's, it's like the reason why I write a blog, right? It's because I hope that people will come to my website. And the more people come to my website, the more traffic, the more traffic advertisers will see and advertisers will pay money for that. Mm. But instant articles takes, takes away, that, takes away that, that layer, which gets people to go into the website, right? But Facebook promises them that they will pay them the content creators, <laughs> which they did not. And then after that, they abandoned uh, in 2017 2 years after it it was abandoned and a lot of people who invested a lot of time in it lost money of course yeah it's like, uh, let me publish your uh, your your on my shop
1: and, okay. and the customer will
0: come to you exactly right and then and um and and you never get paid for it so then also in 2015 facebook says that let's focus on video and it mm-hmm. says that, you know, oh, 1 billion video views per day. You should do videos and everything like that. And then what happened was Facebook went into a lawsuit But mm-hmm. it was revealed that the metrics, this, this whole metrics that Facebook sells as Facebook's video, like, you know, video works better than image and everything. is inflated by 100 and 150% to 900%. Wow. The so numbers it is- were all inflated. Okay, so means the the reading
1: of saying that like, video can get more rich is actually it's all fake. So let's just go back to image
0: guys. I know, right? <laughs> and because of that, because of that, the the virality of videos has been downranked and then all of a sudden Facebook says, Boom, I don't care anymore. It's not a thing anymore. We trust Facebook. So Facebook essentially sold a fake metrics yes. to people to get into videos, but it's not real because nobody else in the real world is getting the numbers. Yeah. And then in, in twenty eighteen, Facebook announced that it would decrease the presence of news in newsfeed by five to four percent, which actually pushes the visibility of journalist content down. Okay. And then also there is there is this other thing where in the same time in the same time they also uh, Push the visibility of pages down as well in favor of friends and family mm-hmm. that also pushed the journalists the, the journalists uh the visibility of journalists down so based on all these things that happened, right now that facebook is coming up with news do you think journalists should actually there's just too many
1: distrust issue and mishap that's coin consistently happening to journalists yeah you've already broken the trust yeah not just that i mean even for us politics, we believe that you know Video will be the way, and hence focus our effort in videos. Yeah, and you know we question why is our reach not there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then because we trust Facebook so much, therefore we question our ability yeah. and the content quality, which you know,
0: such a waste of time for the past one year. Yeah, yeah, it, it it really is a complete waste of time, and it, it um and if I was a journalist, I would go back to focusing on my own website rather than um, relying on Facebook. Relying on Facebook so much. Yeah, agree. Okay. Because
1: I have much more control over
0: there. Yeah, and things I see, it's
1: definitely it's at least it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, Facebook, you can just alter the algorithm or you know just push it down as you like. Yeah, subscribe.
0: Like, like today I feel like today they like you, they do this. Tomorrow they don't like you, they take it away, yeah, and they I... don't care about all the money If you invested on it. Yeah. So, alright, okay. <laughs> next up. Um Instagram's suicide content ban now includes memes. Mm-hmm.
1: They mm-hmm. are now
0: working to include the banning of even fictional illustrations, drawings, cartoons and memes that depict self-harm. They also include this also includes imagery that may not show self-harm or suicide, but does include associated materials or methods. It may be like um like it, it, it could not directly be related to self-harm or so, or suicide, but like pills on the, on the ground oh, okay. or a knife with blood or whatever it is that associated materials. okay. So <laughs> since this effort began in last February, which Facebook has uh, which Instagram has been, been really pushing for um, banning suicide content, Instagram has removed reduced the visibility or added sensitivity screens to more than 834, thousand pieces of content. More than seventy-seven percent was identified by the platform before being reported by users. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's quite a lot of them. Mm.
1: But now back to the question: How would you identify is it a Halloween or is it a social right. It's the same thing yeah. or a horror movie that wants to do a trailer.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so let's just say, let's just say we, we look at it at this point. Um, if if you're in Halloween. Fair enough. If you do not if you have a Halloween content that has suicide or self-harm, then it doesn't get through. That's that's just fair. It, so if you want to do a good Halloween campaign, run it without this kind of content. But Halloween is all about gooey stuff. Yeah, but you can you you can talk about ghosts, you can talk about you know something else, but just not suicide. So sad. But but when you when you talk about movies, yes, then that is an issue. Because you see, recently there has uh, have you watched Joker? Movie. Joker haven't yet. So, Joker the movie talks a lot about um, suicidal thoughts and suicidal thoughts and uh, um and how a person who's being bullied by society get pushed into to uh, to depression and then mm-hmm. pushed to the limit where he backlash and then he starts killing people mm. right. So there are a lot of people who actually talk about this 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 thing that actually creates the the norm like like for example you are allowing people goes in with a gun and kill people in in a train right mm-hmm. you're allowing these people an excuse to do that
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you are showing the site where people should actually feel feel uh, uh sympathy for these killers but when we shouldn't yep correct right but then there is another issue also is that this is fiction and the question here is how much of this fiction versus reality, reality true story basically we have to do we have to avoid, if we were to avoid everything fictional, because we are so afraid of it becoming reality, entertainment will lose all its fun, really. Yeah, correct. Entertainment is about dramatization. Yeah, it's about dramatization. Exaggeration. It's, a, it's like, for example, if you're against war, and if you watch a movie that talks about war, and what, you're going to ban all the war movies just <laughs> yeah, because of that?
1: I really don't know about that.
0: So, and, and because of that, we do not allow our future generation to understand, war. although we are not a war country, uh, a, a world where war is going on, we cannot forget our history. We mm. do have a past where we were fighting each other and killing each other. Correct. Right? Yeah. It is a depiction of past. Whether or not we support it or don't support it is irrelevant. Yeah, or will it trigger or influence people to start a war? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So You know, and just because it happens uh, or just because we don't we discourage it does not mean that it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. right? right? It's like just because we don't kill the fish, doesn't mean that we are not killing the uh, uh promoting the slaughter of fish when we eat the fish. Yep, correct. Right. this right. is another way. It, yeah, the fish do not die by our hands, but it it died by our demand. Mm. That's still the same thing, right? Spine demand issues. Yeah, it's still there is still a prevailing problem. That movie did not say that they were going to uh promote this thing and support. Joker's point of view it just merely stated the fact mm-hmm. right I and mean, we come back to your case where if there's a movie depicting suicide and self-harm will it be banned on Instagram and Facebook <laughs> and if it does why 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 can't we do it is a fictional thing and just because we don't see suicide and self-harm doesn't mean that it doesn't exist correct yeah and I think Instagram all these rules and regulations they should work closely with
1: publication because they've already been there and done that you know, and their regulatory and terms and condition. Mm-hmm. perhaps they can advise Instagram better on how do we properly, you know, uh, regulate all this suicidal content yeah. or harming content because publication has been in the world for like, since the birth of book. Yeah. So, they have been through quite a lot and maybe can advise better
0: in terms of social media. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, I think that's the uh... I think that's a good way of looking at it because, mm. like you know, go back to the traditional methods if you can. Mm, correct. But of course, there are things that traditional methods don't know how to handle.
1: Mm,
0: advice, lah, I would say because yeah. in the end, it's just a tool. Like
1: instead of watching it on a book, you're now watching it on Instagram. Yeah. You just it's just a met, it's just a how we see things only. Like a book can be like a tablet or a phone. Mm-hmm. It's just matter or platform for us to view a content. So banner. So we we'll see Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Right. Right, so that's up for Social Media Weekly this week Social Media Weekly Podcast is available on Anchor FM Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify and more. Our full videos are available on YouTube and we post bits and clips on Instagram and Facebook This is Social Media Weekly episode 29th, October 2019 My name is Sean and I'm JK. Bye-bye. Sayonara